Earlier this season, we saw Justin Bear make a deal with Peter Jones and Mark Cuban for his dress collar polo shirt company, Collars & Co. I could take this product and sell it all over the world. 10% is too much. You're not going to get a deal. He still has a chance to say yes, so here it is. Let's do it. Let's see what he's up to now. In the 18 months before Shark Tank, we did $5.4 million in sales. Since doing a deal with Mark and Peter only a couple months ago, we've done over $8.7 million in sales. We received thousands of emails from women around the country asking, do you have a women's line? Well, now we do. Our women's line sold out within a week. With the credibility of a Shark Tank deal, we're now meeting with buyers from Nordstrom's, Zappos, and even Saks Fifth Avenue. With the onslaught of new orders since the show, we've had to go from an 8,000 square foot warehouse to a 20,000 square foot warehouse. Look at this. We just make this stuff look good. I can't believe how involved the sharks are. Sometimes Mark and I will be emailing back and forth up until 1.30 in the morning, talking about social media, marketing, and just general business strategy. We talked about Localized. I'm really pleased you met with the team. I promised to take Justin Global, and we're doing just that. Localized is an e-commerce software business I happen to own, and with it, you get everything that's local about an e-commerce website. Local payment systems, translation. We can get him in a 100 different countries all over the world. With Localized, we're going to be a hundred million dollar company, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. For you. We've partnered with the nonprofit Hire Heroes USA. It's always been a passion of mine to help the military, and now we can help outfit veterans so they can look sharp and professional when they re-enter the workforce. We're going to be donating over $50,000 worth of product this year. I wish my two biggest mentors, my parents, were around to see what we've accomplished, but now my kids look up to me as their mentor, and that's what's giving me the drive to keep dreaming big. My advice to entrepreneurs is to know your worth. No way. It's not worth $7.5 million. It's worth $20. I've got a feeling that one day you're going to regret this moment. Sometimes you got to dig in your heels in a negotiation and sometimes you got to concede. There you go. <laughs> because at the end of the day, if you make the deal, it could change your life forever. Supers, whatever you're doing right now, I need you to stop what you're doing and give some super claps for super Justin Bear. Woo! Welcome, Justin. Congratulations on so much. A, a Shark Tank update in season does not happen very often and you were one of the few that were able to obtain that and then was like hey like let's go let's just jump back on and let's talk business let's talk numbers let's talk the update uh and i i'm excited to to jump right in here me too thanks for having me on and congrats on the show i see the subscribers going up every day Woo! job Keep it thank rolling. you thank you we are keeping Keep it rolling here i watch all of them you do oh man <laughs> thank you justin i greatly greatly appreciate having you be a part of the super community especially with all the super things that you're doing now i'm rocking a collars and co shirt right now which it is absolutely like the collar is like I described it to my wife as cement. It's it is ridiculous, especially the white one here. Like, I mean, this one is is pretty pretty rigid. This one is is like starched. Be like if you starched and then starched and then starched again. Um, There's a piece of fabric running around throughout the whole thing. So that's kind of what's special about it. Is instead of just having like one um, one collar stay just right in here. You, we actually put a piece of fabric all the way running through it throughout the whole collar so that it really sits up and doesn't give you that like 70s disco collar. You know, you see some guys like by the end of the day, their collar looks like this. So these like really sit up nice. Um, 
Well, look, as as a person who always, and I probably mentioned this in uh, before, uh, you know, always goes for the non-iron version of shirts because of, you know, I mean, those collars still aren't, at, it's definitely not as strong as this is look, you know, feeling, but, uh, it, you know, it, it, it does stick up better than like, the. I don't understand how they make shirts out of all cottons. <laughs> like yeah. you wear it once you put it in, the, you know, you get in the washer, you pretty much have to get it dry clean. Cause like, if you put it in the washer, it's baking collar all day, yeah. like, yeah. and, and, and forever and always any collar. Like if it's a polo shirt, a dress shirt, if it ain't like non, uh, non iron, it, it's, it's pretty much one and done for me. Yeah, I'm not getting I mean, it, I'm we, not tried, going we to took the same. Well, actually, I'm actually wearing our dress shirt version of Long Steve. We have a lot of ads that say dress shirts suck. Um, <laughs> we, we ended up making a long sleeve dress shirt version, um, even though our whole thing is like polo shirts under sweaters, which still look great. But some guys still want a full long sleeve dress shirt with full buttons all the way down. Um, but the difference between our dress shirt is so obviously it's performance, it's four way stretch, it's lightweight, collars you know, super strong, but that's really the difference is all the performance dress shirts out there that you see the fabric, it does, it feels great and it's stretchy and soft. But the problem is if you put a collar, if you make a collar out of that same fabric, it's just going to get that floppy. It's going to get that floppy look because it doesn't have in the structure. So that's what ours is. It's like a performance dress shirt or it is, it's a performance dress shirt with like a crazy firm, <laughs> firm collar that, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get used to it a little bit. Cause, uh, I I absolutely because when I put the white one on first, I was yeah. like, "Whoa!" Like it, this is this like it like it's like cement around like a coll like a cement collar around. Sure. Um, I thought uh, priest priest collar esque, you know, like yes. you know, I just get the little white uh, <laughs> tag or, or whatever. I don't know whatever the the ver you know verbiage for it is. But, yeah. Um, but it, it is phenomenal. Now, uh, before we get into the update too, I wanted to talk like. Your marketing machine is phenomenal. I get an email every single day, almost all like clockwork, uh, six o'clock, five o'clock, seven o'clock, somewhere in that in that time range, uh, every single day. Uh, it, are, so, do you have a team doing that, or is it all like all you? Um, so, I do have a team. It's interesting. We started doing more emails, and only because I bought a shirt, or I, you know, I'm signed up for these other emails from other brands and i was looking i'm like i think i'm getting an email every day and i was like i could have sworn i got two emails in one day one time so at the time we were doing you know maybe three to four emails a week and i looked and all these brands are doing nine emails a week they're doing one a day and two on saturday and two on sunday now we haven't gotten to that level but i'm like i'm like if they're doing one a day i think we can probably get away with one a day and so we've been doing it and it's been working we're trying to keep um keep our emails fresh. We come out with new stuff every single week, kind of new limited edition drops, which has been good. I think if we were just sending, you know, just random, Hey, try this. And these are your best blues. You know, I don't think it would hit as much. So we we're trying to come up with new, we, we drop new products every single week. Keeps mm, yeah. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I mean, I, and I noticed this, um, not just for you and what you were saying about other companies, because my wife's email is full of oh. emails from marketing, you know, from companies. Oh it's, re I mean, it's, re I mean, tens of thousands of emails that she yeah. has left in her inbox. Um, I don't know how she finds anything, honestly. And I tried to help her fix it. 
And that actually ended up making it worse because she ended up losing a bunch of emails that she actually did need because not everything went to her marketing uh, box and in her Gmail. So, uh, so yeah, so I I made a boo boo, but, um, but it's, it's, it's incredible. So, but I I know that the fear, and I know I've had this fear um, even with my own email list is if I send emails too much, am I going to get unsubscriptions? And and right. I would love for you, and I have some thoughts on that as well. But I would love to hear your thoughts on that as you're, you know, boldly sending an email a day. Yeah, I mean that's the trade off, right? So the trade off for us is: are we going to get unsubscribed? Are we going to tick off our subscribers um, and our fans? I mean, we thought about this, and look, we are tracking it. So this is it's somewhat of a test. So we'll, we'll and that's pretty much what we do with everything. We'll test it out and see how it goes, um, but. We figured if Banana Republic is doing it and all these big brands, they've got these giant marketing companies, you would think they have all these data analysts looking to know, hey, net net, it's worth it, right? Yeah, I'm sure you're going to get more unsubscribes, but net net, it's probably worth it. And you really only care about the people that are staying on. If they're going to unsubscribe, they probably would have unsubscribed anyway. They're probably not likely to buy. If they're continuing to, to subscribe, they probably are connected to the brand in some way and like what you have. You know, they, they don't have to open every single one, but every once in a while, they're just kind of tooling around and click in and check out some of the cool stuff. Yeah, I, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, you should, in, in, a, in, in a way, you should be celebrating when people unsubscribe because it's costing you less money, right, right. to hold on to that email address. Um, but I, I think that, you know, some of us as entrepreneurs that, love that you know inbox zero life like i i personally am an inbox zero i think right now there's like 15 i have 17 e- emails in my inbox and one of them is a collars and co email actually <laughs> yeah uh, we just yes you did one hour ago so what was, what was that o'clock. like eight o'clock right i knew it was like you know around that time right so so go. so there's there's the uh the email i gotta make it bigger because uh it's uh on the 4k screen there but um but yeah, I so for like for me, I'm not going to open up every single email. Um, and it's but it's tough because like I want to, but at the same time, like I, I have to keep it moving because you know, having 17 emails in my inbox gives me anxiety. I know <laughs> I there's emails I need to get back. Another inbox with over 100, it, it's nuts. <laughs> I, I hate it, but. Right. And, and, but not everybody treats their inbox like a temple. Like I try to, you right. know, like a, like a sacred type of thing. And, and then the ones that do would most likely unsubscribe. And, um, and again, it's not the end of the world, but the, the, I think the risk that you run by not making sure that you're on at least some kind of regularity of, of email schedule. I know I need to do a better job with my email list. Uh, the people that sign up over at joeparter.com for one of the various uh, freebies that I have. Um, they, you know, it, it, it's like, though, if you're not on a regular schedule, they like, they forget about you or, or you, when you do go to email, they'll be like, who, who the heck was that? Yeah, again? I don't remember. Mind. I think that's the idea. You want to be top of mind. There's so much clutter out there right now. And the, the average person gets hit with probably like 5,000, logos a day and you want to kind of stay top of mind if possible yeah and i think that does really uh that really help and i think that having um i don't know if you want to disclose how many emails you have on your email list but 
having more emails on the email list does generally help with the, ah, you know, five people unsubscribe this email, 10 people, two people, four people, eight people with each passing email. Uh, it, it, you know, it's a lot easier to digest. It's like, ah, we got like, you know, 20,000 emails. So like a little here, a little there, we're gaining eight a day or five a day. And sometimes, you know, we'll lose two or three a day. It's yeah, not exactly. a big deal. No, net, net. I think it's positive, uh, for the brand and, but we'll, we're, we're tracking it. You know, if we get to a point where we think it's not net, net, and it may be hurting the brand a bit, you know, we may cut it back. But right now we're still below what I think the top brands are doing, you know, they're doing nine emails a week. We're doing seven and um, it's hard. It's hard to even like do seven and make them look good. And, you know, we, we have an agency that helps us and I look at every single email and read it and it's like, Oh, it's wrong. And we got to rewrite it. It's, it's a pain. It's a pain. Um, (laughs) But we, you know, it's our brand and it's got to look right. And it's got to have our messaging correct. And um, so it's important piece. Speaking of that, I do have uh, the Collars & Co. box that you, you generously sent us over here, uh, which when you talk about branding and stuff, uh, looks absolutely phenomenal, right? It all starts with the collar right there on the box on the side there. And uh, I'm trying to – there we go, so you get focused. Um, and then not even just that, but you your bags. Your bags uh, are even branded, which is, like, phenomenal. Uh, I, it's something that I'm not generally have seen before, though I am not a fashion fashionista <laughs> uh, by any stretch. No, we try and, you know, we're trying to bring the whole experience. You know, it's just an online brand. There's only so much you can do digitally. And so when you get the product in person, we want you to kind of get the get the whole experience of what Collars & Co. is about, what the lifestyle is about. And exciting news, we actually have our first store opening in Chicago, um, off Miracle Mile, uh, outside, it's called the, I'm like missing, I'm like, I always, I cannot exactly remember, but it's the shops at Northbridge. It's right outside of the flagship Nordstrom. So like to get to the flagship Nordstrom, you have to walk through a mall and in this mall will be one of the first stores just outside of Nordstrom. So we're excited about that to kind of enhance and and let people try the product, try it on, get the sizing right. And uh, hopefully that'll open June, we're in 2023, but just in case someone's watching us in June 2023. <laughs> yeah, right. They don't look down below and see right. what year this was uh, shot in. Um, how, how did you come up with Chicago as a landing landing spot for it? Was it the space that you like? It just you were looking for the right space, and that happened to be where the right space was, or would you have somebody out there that's that's doing this? How are you, uh, that's so, running the operations? What's great the, question. We're working with a company called Leap. So Leap is a retail management company that works with brands and helps them take take brands to retail. It's almost like Shopify for retail, if you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like retail in a box. So it, it'll be like Leap employees, um, but all the products, all the branding, the whole store is a college and co-store. They just happen to be Leap employees. And what Leap does is they'll go probably to like a mall and they'll, they'll lease up, you know, five units for five years. And then they'll come to us and they'll say, hey, we'll sublet it to you for a shorter term lease. And so it lets brands not have to risk all that money to say, okay, I want to try out my first store, which I don't know how it's going to go for three years when I can get in here for a, a lot shorter period. And, um, you know, they they do have a rev split with them. We have a rev share with them. That So, you know, you're going to, 
it's it's less risky, but you'll you know on the upside is on their side. Um, but it'll be great. We're gonna try it out. We're gonna see how it goes. I think it's gonna go really well. We've, the store's looking awesome, at least our CAD design. So we're excited about it. I guess in the day and age of so many online only retail like companies, um, I guess I guess something like Leap really makes sense to be able to to come forward. Whereas before, you know, the gatekeepers would really be like the Macy's, JCPenney's, the Nordstrom's, uh, uh, department stores of the world, right. and and like you know, while those are on the way out because massive stores cost massive amounts of money uh and there just isn't as many people going to support those those malls and and things as there once was or as many of the malls as we we you know once existed um you know i guess that makes a lot of sense for them to 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 kind of um manufacture the process and make it so it's it's so like it's easier for you so it's taking some of the burden off of you it's taking some of the burden off of the people that they're renting from so they're not going under so they're they're really filling like a really uh, a need that probably a lot of people wouldn't even realize is a need because there's so many people that are in your position where like hey we we sell online we sell um like kin apparel right that was on shark tank like all these different uh clothing or or just i guess uh accessory or or any kind of thing that you only would sell online like this is an opportunity to get in with lower risk on your part exactly. uh and and definitely up more upside on their part that's for sure awesome. yeah, we couldn't do it without them like we don't have the bandwidth we don't have the personnel um we don't have the know-how that they do when it comes to retail so we're really excited and we picked chicago because a lot of our customers are in chicago it's one of our biggest markets oh wow and just a spot came up that leap was like hey this thing just just came up and we're like, all right, let's jump on it. Father's day is a big day for us. So we're gonna be able to open hopefully two weeks before father's day, which would be good. We can get the kinks out of the store and we'll see what happens, but we're excited. I think it's going to go great. No, that is ding ding. That is absolutely awesome. So you don't have an official date yet for opening then. I mean, we have an internal date. It's first week of June, but don't (laughs) anything can happen. That's pretty much meaningless. Yeah, well, I mean, when you talk about opening retail, it's not uh, it's not a picnic. I have friends that have opened up many of retail stores uh, all over the world, uh, including we've you know I've been a part of opening re- uh, a couple of retail stores. It, a lot of things can go <laughs> go yeah, wrong. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. But so we're hoping early June will be great. Uh, that, that is looking looking forward to that. Looking forward to the emails that you get to like post on that. Are you going to be out there for the opening? Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably awesome. go out early. We got to do the trainings with employees and, you know, get them jacked up. And yeah, I'll be out there. Come <laughs> by Chicago. If you're there, let me know. I'll meet you out there. That's that would that's awesome. Um, so I, I my other question I had was, uh, do you, so your mark the marketing team that you have together. Uh, are they the ones that are also doing, because you said you're working with somebody, are they the ones doing all these awesome uh, photo shoots that you seem to be, it's probably like a never ending cycle of photo shoots that are happening. Never, never ending. ending. They don't yeah, have anything. That's, that's me. Yeah, I've had a photo that I've used in my, my area. area. That's, that's been great. great. This, this guy, guy um, Drew Zeron. And, and I started, I started with, with Drew two, two years, years ago, ago my first shoot. And he's done 15 for us since. And uh, we've got, got some, some great models. models. Um, 
but no, I do all the photo shoots and style the guys and on a regular basis. You know, every two weeks we're probably doing another one just to roll out so many products. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like you are rolling out uh, quite a few products uh like all i mean all the time right it's uh well i mean right here you got the new arrivals right the phoenix gray that just came out today yeah yeah. Yeah, ding ding that's that is that is awesome that is awesome so in the shark tank update finally getting to the shark tank update uh it's you talked about how how sales had gone from what was it five million something and change uh over the course of the lifetime and then since shark tank was it since shark tank you did eight eight million Sin Shark Tank, yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's just, uh, it, um, I mean, the the episode definitely helped. I feel like we definitely got a lift. If I had to put a number on it, I know everyone's always interested, like, you know, how much of a lift? I would say it probably brought in like 200,000 in sales over and above what we were doing. And we were already humming pretty good. Uh, but I've had to put like a value on it for us. I think it's probably in that ballpark, um, plus or minus a little bit which was great. Um, but you know, you got to follow it up, you know, it's a one-time hit and sure. Maybe the, the halo lasts, you know, a week or so. And then after that, you know, I, I talked to other trucking people. I'm sure you've heard, you know, you gotta, you gotta get back to business and it's for us, it's marketing. It's getting our brand out there. It's coming up with new creative Facebook's changing all the time. It's amazing how these guys on Twitter and I follow a lot of them and and speak to them. Kind of these gurus are constantly tweaking, constantly trying to figure out this Facebook Instagram algorithm. It's just nuts. I mean, there's no like silver bullet on how to win here, and everybody's a little bit different. So it's a constant, you know, struggle and roller coaster. You know, you it's amazing. Like one day you'll have like the best day ever on Facebook, and you'll be like, oh my god, I've got this. Like we broke Facebook's algorithm. The next day they're like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> That's not true. Um, so you got to just look at it, you know, over weeks and see how you're doing. But um, you know, we got a pretty, we got a pretty good funnel. I think we've got a really interesting message that's that's resonating. So, but so we're pumping, pumping the ads. How how is uh, how's the reorders been since since Shark Tank? Has that has that has that trended upwards or or stayed about the same? Yeah, I think trending upwards. We're over 30% returning customers. Wow. For the oh, that's, that's not, that's not bad so, at all. Yeah. That's strong. I mean, some guys are buying, you know, like every shirt that comes out. I mean, it's, you know, like just like most guys, right. You like walk in, you buy a pair of pants. You like, you're like, oh, I'll buy it in every color. And so once guys kind of find uh, a shirt that they like and a style and a cut and a fit, um, you know, they tend to, to reorder. That's kind of the interesting or good part about men's clothing um, probably different than than women's, but um, you know, kind of a men's customer is a good customer. <laughs> well, let's speak, let's speak to those those women customers that you you've uh, branched out into to offering to. Um, it what did was that something that was already in the works or something that uh, was built be, you know be, based upon Shark Tank? What's that the uh, the the women's uh, offer the women's line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the women's line, um, that was something we were thinking about doing. And um, we had women reaching out and just emailing and say, you know, how I would wear this, or they were wearing, you know, the men's small and trying to work, work it for them. Um, you know, you see that look 
a lot. It's a really like preppy look for women where maybe they wear like a cable knit sweater and they've got a collar popping through. So we wanted to have that on the site, site for Shark Tank. Tank. Like if like you, you click, click into, into that, that Joe, we'll we'll get some, some better, better pictures, pictures in there. there. Yeah, yeah, click in there. there. And then you, you can kind of click, click through. through. Kind of see, see how she smelled it a bit. Right, like, like that look. You've seen that look before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And women have the same thing. I don't think they want to wear a shirt under a sweater. No. No, I mean it's it's I mean it's it's a lot of work to put a dress shirt under. I mean I've only tried it like I think one time in my life, and <laughs> it, it's it was a lot of work. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's annoying. Know. I don't know that that was uh, something that I would want to do uh, every day. Exactly. So, so yeah, the yeah, women's have actually been selling really, really well, well, and we're gonna release a, a version that's, that's not that, that has like a little bit more of a shorter sleeve, kind of a women's style sleeve. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, that looks great. And it's great that you're, you're uh, branching out. And uh, did you, did you find that it's difficult um, that it's, well, as, as a brand that was marketing, you know, primarily to men, did you find that it was difficult to get, you know, get people to come around to it? Uh, Like, I know you had people emailing you, but just because, just because people say they know what they want That's doesn't true. necessarily mean that like everybody gets it because not everybody has the same imagination. That's true. We, uh, uh, the crazy or not, maybe it's not crazy. A big percentage of our customers are actually women buying it for the men. Uh, right? Like, yeah, yeah. The wives are buying the clothes for the husband. So we have a lot of women in our database and actually Clavio is actually able to figure out and, and segment out women's names for customers so we had like a target group already to start with now just because you're buying a polo shirt for your husband doesn't mean that you're going to be interested in the shirt but but there's definitely some crossover there and i think that's how we got our start doing it and you know we're doing facebook ads and pushing it and you know how how is your how has your supplier been uh being able to keep up with all the crazy amount of growth that you've had so we, we now have three factories, um, three factories doing the shirts so that we're not tied into just one. And so that that's how we can kind of keep the volume going and, you know, keep our, keep our factories in check too, right? If they know, Hey, if there's two other factories that can do the shirts just like them, you know, they're, you know, keeps them, keeps them on their toes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind though is not just the competitiveness, but the quality of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, as we've seen with, uh, you know, I think the, the one that affects most people the most that don't even realize it is like cell phones, right? Um, like Apple, uh, you know, outsourcing uh, the, the chip before they started making their own chips uh, or screens for that matter for the phones or screens for right. anything, right? Like they don't have just one supplier. It might be Samsung and LG, both making screens for the same laptop or same device. And in some cases, it, it works. One works a little bit better than the other one. You know, you, you got to figure out which one you got to figure out which, you know, if it's going to be uh, able to do something else extra for you. Yeah, I mean, quality control, super important, um, but it keeps them in check, right? So if, I mean, we're on top of them big time. And sometimes we've opened a box and we just be like, we can't use these. You got to send us another another batch. 
um, you know, that's kind of happened in the early on while they were going, but they don't want to make the mistake. They don't want to lose us as customers. They know we're keeping an eye on quality and trying to keep that consistency. Do you feel like um, that shark, the shark tank effect has ha- played a role in that a little bit of, of them uh, no, like knowing like, Hey, you know, obviously once you've had shark tank, you've had the exposure, whether it's, as real as some people might want to say, like you said, like, Hey, we had a bump at, you know, $200,000, which is phenomenal, but that's not. I mean, that first, you know, week. I mean, that yeah, first yeah. week. In that first week. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I'm think saying overall, like, yeah. I mean, overall, everyone's like, Hey, do you, are, are you happy that you did the show? Um, you know, are you happy you get the 10%? And the answer is resounding. Yes. You know, what comes with it, the credibility, um, you know, having kind of Mark Cuban's blessing on it, even just speaking to them, having them in your corner. But from a marketing standpoint, you know, it's awesome. And I would definitely do it again. And that, you know, that that definitely plays a part into why we've done, um, you know, whatever that is, you know, almost $9 million in sales since the show. Uh, So, you know, it's everything. It, It definitely... It definitely has helped. It's more than I meant that two hundred thousand just in that. that yeah, way. no, no, I, I I was aware of that, but I'm saying the Shark Tank effect of what other people, the perception that other people have of Shark Tank, like, oh, like you know, your business is is now like, you know, ten tenfold since you know because of Shark Tank when you did Shark Tank and forever and don't like you know what I mean because people yeah. have like a a ramping I you know in their minds like more of like a ramp. Uh, that, 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 or, or more like a hockey stick than a ramp. That's yeah. like, oh, you know, there was this huge bump and then, you know, incremental, you know, increases more of like, oh, you're on Shark Tank and all of a sudden that, you know, I don't know, you did a billion dollars. Like, so it's so just crazy, right? Cause people yeah. have this, this, they don't have a good concept of time, money, uh, or, or anything, right? And especially as you get further and further away from Shark Tank, but Shark Tank as a brand is the, uh is is the you know that's the powerhouse of it you know the 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 engine of it more i'd say almost as much as having a mark cuban or or uh peter or any other of of the the sharks individually as a partner um would i don't feel would be as big in people's minds than saying yeah we were on shark tank and got a deal right yeah totally agree um, so I, I, the other question I had was when you're, um, when you were doing the, the, the update process, how, how was that, uh, fitting the, all that in with, you know, a day-to-day operations and things? I mean, similar to getting on the original Shark Tank show it is so much, it, it's a ridiculous amount of work. I mean, getting on the Shark Tank show, I bet you there's people that say, that get the green light from at least the first round, you know, there's like several rounds, even though they say you're in, I bet you there's people that just can't even get all the paperwork done and like get all the stuff ready for, this is like to get on the show. Um, the original show, it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hours. Um, you know, once you get that, that call and say, Hey, you kind of made it to the final round, which is one of several, Um, there's a lot of work involved and for the update, there was a ton of work involved, a ton. Um, I gave them, we had a shark tank up. This is just a small piece, but we did a, uh, like a launch party, a watch party for shark tank. And there was probably like 40 people in this picture 
that I showed in that I, that I gave to the producers to say, Hey, if you want to use this, but they're like, okay, this is great. They made me go through every single person in the photo and then send them a document. They had to sign <laughs> off. It was great uh, for 40 people. I was like, we can't use it. Like if there's one person that you, that doesn't sign off on this, like you can't use it. Well, imagine like going through every single person, getting their email, getting them. Yeah, yeah, right there. there. I had to it's go through every person. They like, like they they person. Person. even the guy in the back. Can't even figure out who it is. Yeah, yeah it looks like that guy's wearing a mask there too on the far left. So like. Yeah, yeah, who is I didn't know, know who that is. Yeah, yeah I didn't know. Like, <laughs> I have to write in and be like, like so there's, there's a lot of work, but that's just a small microcosm of like, like what it's going to take to get, get all this done. But, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so it's a lot of work. Yeah, no, I mean that's a that is a lot, that is a lot of work. Um, did you did you wind up having to do that work yourself, or did you pass that off to someone else? Nah, I, I did it myself. You did. So, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that is awesome! I mean, it looks like you guys had a really great time uh, at, at your, you know, at the, I mean, when we talked about this in the in the inter, you know original interview. If you haven't watched that, I'll I'll be linking that probably down below. Um, but yeah, it's so so um, you know even doing uh, was it, you you you've gotten involved with uh, higher heroes, which is pretty yeah. incredible. Uh, can you can you speak a little more to that? Great organization. They basically, veterans that come back from service are obviously, you know, they have to get jobs in and they go through trainings. I think Hire Girls helps them with that and helps them get jobs. But what we're going to have to do is give them clothes and get them uh, outfitted so that they can look sharp and presentable and crush their interviews and, and do all their jobs. So we are going to be making you know several donations throughout the year we said fifty thousand on the video it'll probably be more than that of shirts so we can outfit vets and um it'll be great we're really excited about it that is phenomenal i gotta i gotta hook you up with uh, a friend of mine pk uh kersey up in new york he does um uh, that suits you his uh his nonprofit and it's all about donating suits to uh to young men who are going either for their first job interview or and or men that are coming out of uh prison incarceration and and trying to go for those jobs uh so that you know that might be a, a an opportunity in the future to to get to work with him as well yeah uh, cuz you know it's it, those i think anything that enables people to get the, uh, a little bit of a leg up cuz people are so judgmental and they want to see the first thing and be like totally. that's the thing that's in my mind um i think it it really helps uh, people get that that and and makes them feel confident, right? In in their ability to be there and 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 dress for the job you want, right? I think that's the easy. Well, what Deion Sanders say? Like I, I said in an interview, and it sounds weird, but what you wear matters. And it does. It doesn't only matter for your impression of what you're giving to the other person, but just like Deion Sanders said, it it it's how you feel, right? He's like, if you feel good, you look good. Well, what is it? Let's see. He says, if you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you play good. That's the famous, like, uh, Deion Is that what he said? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, hey, why do you wear... Remember, he was, like, one of the first guys to, like, dress super sharp walking into game day. And, like, well, why do you wear all this stuff? And he's like, well, you know, when I dress well, I'll 
you look good, you You feel good, you play good. If you play good, you they pay good. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, they do, they do, but I mean, it also helps to be Deion Sanders. <laughs> you know, just... He wasn't a bad ball player. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. Too there's bad. something to what he says. There's something to. I mean, it's like when you when you get that shirt, or you know, you look good. You look in the mirror. You know, there is something that comes over you that makes you feel good and be a little more confident. I I 100 uh, can agree. I think that it it matters. Uh, I think it matters more than sometimes we want to enable ourselves to realize, uh, especially when we've trained ourselves to to like not care or to uh, to uh, you know be like oh you know I'm not going to buy into that and look to a certain extent I I think it's important for people to not judge a book by its cover but at the same time sure. I think it's important for us to also feel good about ourselves when we look in the mirror so you know it's like oh you know it's not about necessarily me caring about what somebody else thinks as long as like I'm looking at it and I feel that I can convey myself in a manner um that will allow me to uh interact with others in, in a manner it's kind of like being a you know uh, the difference between like being a rock star versus like or or, or being a Mark Cuban versus a Kevin O'Leary right um Kevin you know, if Kevin dressed like Mark, Kevin doesn't, you know, aside from Shark Tank, doesn't have the clout uh, that Mark does, right? Um, he likes to act like he does, but at the same time, like, he dresses the way he dresses because he doesn't have, uh, it, I, I'm, in my mind, he's projecting that he doesn't have that same level of clout, so he has to, versus Mark, who's like, I've already done it all, so. Yeah, I mean, I think there's something to that, but, you know, I know guys that actually wear a suit and they work at home. Because they're and they're doing like a lot, a lot of sales guys, I think, will do this. Um, so they're doing sales pitches and sales calls, and it just makes them feel like they're ready to roll um, versus doing a sales call in their pajamas, which I guess they could do. But you know, there's just something to um, you know, looking sharp, feeling good. I think the military does this, right? They, this mm. is like a huge part of them um, of, of making sure everything's you know looking sharp and polished and your shoes look good and um you know every button's done properly so there's got to be there's probably some science behind this so i i i would agree and i would say that the people that you would see like in a video or something that are sitting in their pajamas making the sales calls either it's a for the camera or b they've done like you know multiples of millions of dollars in sales and and it's like it doesn't matter what they could be sitting there naked it wouldn't it wouldn't phase them at all and that's them and they're like the point one point zero one percent of people that can actually do that and it not affect them so it's not that nobody could do it but looking at them as the example and being like oh well they get to do it like yeah. Yeah, but is it real? Like, are they doing it for the camera because camera's on, or is it, you know, just how they actually do it? Yeah. And if they are, are they the one or two people that get to do it out of, you know, twenty million people? Exactly. I mean, look, one of the whole points of our shirt, and it came out during COVID, was this is like a COVID-friendly work shirt, so it yes. gives you the comfortability. That was like the whole concept behind this to kind of bring it back. Is we're giving you the comfort of your favorite t-shirt or favorite kind of stretchy golf shirt uh, or workout shirt, but we put like a really firm collar on it and it looks just like a regular dress shirt. And if you throw a sweater on it, you're golden. So you can wear your boxers and just throw on a collars and go uh, polo and 
from the waist up, you look like you're you're in the office. Yes. No, absolutely. I think, you know, I think be, there is something to be said for being comfortable as well. Um, and because, like, I've worn dress clothes that were not very comfortable. Right. Uh, and it just, it, it, may, it had the same effect as if I showed up underdressed uh, and, and feeling yeah. like crap. So, you know. Yeah, dressing I, up I, sucks. I mean, dressing up is uncomfortable. <laughs> Forget that. Wearing a suit is uncomfortable. So we're going to help you look great and feel comfortable. That's our. That's our uh, motto here. Absolutely. So I, I gotta ask uh, two questions. Uh, which uh, which of those those stuffies is the favorite? There is. She's, she's, she's got, got one, one that she really likes. likes. The, I think it's the purple one, the big purple one. The big purple, the big to- purple teddy bear, or big purple the bear? Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. And what do you know? What book you were reading in there? I don't remember. Am I right? Dora, Dora, Dora. Dora. This is my life. <laughs> I know. It's all. Awesome. It. It. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's what we're supposed to be doing, you know, is is doing the books and doing all the stuff. And that's why we're doing it at nine o'clock at night here. Exactly. Um, you know, and I'm missing the Sixers game at the same time. <laughs> hey, what's happening in that game? I don't know. Let's see. Uh, what's the Sixers score? <laughs> yeah, this you can cut out. Oh, they're winning 8-3. There you go. 5-25 left to go. We'll see if they All can right. hold on. Hold, hopefully they can hold on. DBR it. Yeah. Uh, that's what my wife's doing is watching it right now. But um, but so uh, through the update, is there any other any thing, you know, thoughts that you had with the update, things that way came out or things you wish were different or things that didn't get to be put in the update that you wish made it in there? You know, I thought the producers did an amazing job. I actually emailed them today. I said, look, I got so many responses that you guys produced such a great show. Um, and, you know, we talked about it on the first episode. They they missed so much stuff. They they took out so many things. Like, you know, both my parents have passed away. You know, that was a big part of the show. Or not. It was a big part of me pitching to the Sharks. Um, or not a big part, but, you know, a, a piece of it. And then they just, like, edited all out. Like, they had their agenda on the editing of how they were going to have it play out and then i thought in the update you know they made it a little more human um and i, I just thought they, they did a nice job it had a great arc to it um they kind of had let a little behind the scenes and you know showed the kids and like i said you know mentioned my parents which was nice and uh, you know the staff we've got a great employees we've got an awesome team that's yeah, helped us grow. Um, we've got this new warehouse. So I, I think it's awesome. And we got, we got a great, great Yeah. And can I just point out that something you, you, you probably don't even realize when you're watching this in real time, uh, and I didn't notice it, the wall of boxes, not the white boxes, but the brown boxes behind oh that God. wall. It's, it's incredibly low. Uh, the amount of boxes is ridiculous. Oh man, I love it. I love it. So uh no, I and, and that's a shame that um your you know the the story about your parents. I don't think I realized uh I don't think we talked about that last time in uh in your interview about your parents. I don't at least I don't think we did. No, I mean we uh, no, I don't think we did. Um so that was nice that they mentioned it. I'll give you one story just coming we got Father's Day coming up. You know, when people ask, oh, well, how did you get into business and and I, and I know you have a, you had a family business as well. So mm-hmm. this might resonate. 
but as a kid, I was always coming up with ideas always just since I was, you know, six, seven years old, coming up with stuff, coming up with board games. I'd come up with an idea. My dad would take me to the patent office, you know, in Northern Virginia. And just to like further, he would never say that's a dumb idea. Like we're not doing that. Like he'd be like, oh, that's just, this is a great idea. Let, let's think through it. This is how it works. You go and get it patented. Here's what a patent is. And um, I had an idea when I was like 13 or so. At the time, it was like monster.com was a big job board. So I was like, I was going to have this idea for jobs for automobile sales reps, like people that worked in uh, car dealers. So my father said, like, okay, great. Well, go get, a, you know, create a media kit and go into the yellow pages and start calling car dealers and see if they'll take your call and see if you can come in and pitch them. So I like literally went in and started making phone calls. He was a 13 year old kid to these sales managers and Coons Ford on Reichstown road in Maryland said, come on in. We'd love to talk to you. I'm like, Oh my God, I caught my dad. I'm like, dad, you're not gonna believe this. Coons Ford said, you can come in and you know, pitch us on your meeting. So I got ready. I, I printed out the things from Staples. I got a thing, you know, I was ready. I walked in and we sat down with the sales manager and I was telling him about my job, you know, my idea and da, da, da. And, and, you know, he gave me like 30 minutes and we talked about it and he's, you know, it's not like he like jumped on it. I didn't really have anything at the time, but you know, he gave me some good, some good ideas. And I left the meeting saying, you know what, I think I can do this. Like I can do this, like, you know, have an idea and bring it forward. Well, I did not know this for at least 20 years or so, but turns out my dad called Coons ahead of time. And he said, my son's going to be calling you and take that meeting because it's going to mean a lot to him and it's going to help him, you know, just feel that, you know, he can do this. And so I just think, you know, I always remember that story and, you know, I don't take what you want from it, you know, from, from that, but um, you know, I, you know, it's just something something my dad did, and always pushed us in business. It was a culture of our house. You know, most kids got uh, you know Sports Illustrated. We got you know the Wall Street Journal. Um, you know, it was a culture um, of business and coming up with ideas. And he never squashed any ideas. Neither of my parents did. So it was nice um, that they did that, and and a total bummer that they're not seeing this. You know, they're not seeing this uh, whole Shark Tank thing. I know they would have been, they would have been over the moon by it. But, um, you know, shit, shit happens. This is, you know, not not everything works out exactly the way you want. But um, my kids get to see it. So, you know. Well, yeah, uh, that is a uh, phenomenal. How did you, how did you find out that, that that was the case? You know, my dad never told me. My my stepmom told me the story. She said, you know, he he's the one that 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 called you or that, you know, that called the dealers ahead of time um, and said that. So I, I never knew that. I mean, for like 20 years. Wow. So it's kind of cool. Wow. That is I mean, that is phenomenal. Um, and I'm so sorry that, you you know, you've lost both your parents since uh, well, I don't know since when I mean, for a while i guess uh yeah i mean i they my dad passed i think when i was 29 my mom when i was 34 uh, i know it's a bummer that is bummer. that is terrible it's a bummer but um it's okay <laughs> it's okay you know this is a part of life 
nobody gets out of here alive, unfortunately. They just got out a little too early and missed a lot. But, um, you know, my, my kids will see it. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And, uh, and, and changing the lives of other uh, people. Was uh, somebody in your family uh, in, in the military? Um, no, no one like uh, close relatives were, oh, okay. were in the military, but you know, we we're always supportive just growing up or, you know, supportive of the troops and various, you know, nonprofits. So it's always been something that we've been holding dear. I mean, we're, we're in Maryland, so we're very close to Annapolis. I know that's like our, our closest, but we'd go down there a lot and uh, but well, I know I love the initiative uh, for doing that, and uh, and and look, I, I know your parents would absolutely be proud of you, and that is phenomenal that your dad uh, took the, you know, pushed you to do, you know, any see any idea through, and uh, and and definitely, um, you know, the little things that happen in our lives, you know, definitely change the trajectory of our lives, and uh, and in my back of my mind, I'm wondering if the guy who took the meeting, I uh, was like, oh, maybe I'll have a future salesperson in in. Five years, you know, it's five years from now, uh, it, you know, depending on what they do. But, you know, you know, you just never know. Yeah, you never know. I mean, look, I try and do things with my kids, just like little stuff that my dad did. You know, he'd always like push us to go ask questions. So I'm like, Dad, I don't know where we're going. He's like, oh, well, go see that person over there and go ask them where, you know, what the directions are or what your question is. Like, not to make your kids shy. You know, he... He wanted us to feel like you could pick up the phone and talk to anybody. And so, you know, like we were at a restaurant tonight with my kids and they're like, oh, I want more crayons. You know, I dropped my crayons on the floor. I'm like, okay, well, go up to the host and ask nicely, like, can I have more crayons? Instead of like me going up and doing it, giving them that confidence to kind of speak to strangers, speak to adults, um, I think it's probably important. It, it, it absolutely is. I uh, I push my kids all of the time to do things like that. Uh yeah. And I think almost to a point where they like it's it's tough. It's it, it's still tough for them, even though they get pushed to do it from time. You know, yeah. it, it's it's still because it's not. I don't think it comes that naturally, though. It does make me proud every time I see you know Don, my my son, you know specifically, and my daughter uh, to a little bit lesser degree. Uh, see somebody like hurt or something like that runs right over to them. Are you okay? You know, can I help right. you? What, what you know. Can I get some something for you? Um, and and yeah, so I, I think it's uh, I think it's important that they they're able to know how to talk to people and not just fear every situation, especially with you know strangers or whatever, especially in controlled situations. Um, they yep. got to have that confidence. But yeah, it's got to have the confidence. All everything sales, right? Everything sales, no matter what you're doing. And so you know, it's a good skill that you feel confident and you can speak to people and get your idea across. It absolutely is. It absolutely is. Uh, Justin, before we wrap up here, is there any last thoughts you'd like to share from, you know, from the update or post update? Cause I, how, when was the last, like how, like when did you stop filming for the update? Uh, we filmed the update. I want to say in February, January oh, wow. and February. I mean, it, 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 it took a while. And so we're in June now. Well, no, what are we? We're in May. Sorry. Uh, I mean, it might as well be June. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you know what I heard? I heard a jerk. I heard a joke today that I had never heard of. Uh, it's five eleven, or as uh, a guy would say, six one. 
Right. And I had to think about it for myself because <laughs> as a six foot two guy, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't think about that kind of thing, but, but it was, once I got it, I was like, Oh, that's pretty funny. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Um, no, I mean, I think the update was great. Um, congrats on your show. I mean, thanks for having me on. Anytime you want to chat, happy to chat business. We'll see what happens, uh, from here with, uh, collars and co, but, um, yeah, just thank you so much for having me and letting me share my story. And hopefully some entrepreneurs out there get, uh, you know, get the itch and give it a try. Not much to lose out there. I think that's one of the things with being an entrepreneur. I think true entrepreneurs don't care about failing, right? There's, it's okay to fail and you only learn when you lose, if you want to think about it that way too. So just go out there and do it. What's what's the worst thing that could happen? It just doesn't work. Okay. Well, you tried it. That's probably more than most, um, more than 99% um, out there of people. And that goes with Joe's, your channel too, right? Everyone's like, Oh, I wish I had a YouTube channel, <laughs> you know, but, but uh, you know, they don't want to put themselves out there and yours work. So congratulations and continued success. Well, thank you so much. And yeah, I mean, amazing success for yourself and your business. And, uh, and yeah, we, you know, there is no failure, only lessons. Some lessons cost more than other lessons. Uh, and, and, you know, you, and I think the other thing is, is um, it's the old running adage as a, as a runner myself, you know, you're, you're, even if you're walking, right. Or crawling, you're, you're moving faster than the person on the couch doing nothing. Right. So do those things, move forward, push, you know, push the, the needle forward every day, even if it's 0.1%, 0.01%, moving it forward every day because everything doesn't happen overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day and neither was most of your favorite businesses or brands or any, you know, anything around you was not built uh, in, in over happened over one night. So exactly. And you know, uh, things compound. It's just like, can you do 1% a day? Can you do 1% a week? And then that will compound. Um, So can you get 1% better a day? And you'd be surprised you turn around in six months where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, with anything, not just, not just business, not just entrepreneurship, but, uh, but yeah, I uh, Justin, I really appreciate you taking the time. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. I'm hoping to get down to Bethesda at some point here. Uh, it might I mean the soonest might be January. Um, so we'll we'll see. Eagles Ravens game. Oh, oh yeah, the schedule hasn't been out yet. I think they just released it today. No, they just I just got an email from NFL. Oh, that's all. All right. So let's there's see. a Ravens Eagles game. Is is there? Is there? I'll buy it, tickets. It's we'll not go. a not a preseason game. Oh, I don't even. I didn't. I didn't look. I didn't see the schedule. Uh oh. How do I get just the eagle? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, here it is. Twenty three. Twenty twenty three schedule week by week with dates. Well, and wait, times. I, I won't go to. A, I won't go to a cold game. Oh come on! We'll get the blankets. It'll be Nothing. great. No, nothing um, after uh, nothing after November thirty first. Oh, is Balt? I don't know. Is it? Is it there? I don't think it is. I don't think that. Is it it doesn't look like it's on the schedule. It doesn't look like it is, unless it's a preseason game. Uh, preseason. Oh, preseason Ravens game, August eleventh. Yeah. I I could be I could be free August. I don't know what August eleventh is, but I could probably be free. I can I can make it down. Is it? Is it? That's free. They're not going to play Lamar. 
It's at uh, it's at the so they did sign Lamar, right? Yeah, they I, I haven't. Him, I haven't they're not going to play him preseason. Yeah, I mean, it's the he's already preseason. probably going to get hurt <laughs> during this season. The worst was if he gets hurt preseason. Yeah, that would after all all the money and all the yeah, the drama yeah. and everything. Yeah, that would be that would be something. Let me see, August eleventh. It's still a game. Uh, it's a Friday. It's, it was, I don't know what time. What time is it? A seven p.m. Friday, 7 Saturday, at seven p.m. I could. I'm put. I'm putting it on my calendar. Yeah, look at it. Put it on my calendar. Ravens game. All right. Anyway, thank you, <laughs> thank you again, Justin. Uh, I will. We will definitely continue to talk. And thank you again for the shirts. And uh, I greatly appreciate you taking taking the time. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> You're so welcome. Take uh, and I, I appreciate you making it all the way to the end here. Uh, if you haven't seen his pitch, click up here. If you haven't watched his interview, the interview after his pitch, click down here. And uh, I t- go take care and go be super.